In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and Prophet Sam Robertson, we're having a fast-paced, true prophet chat about the fact that there is a greater mantle of blessing, responsibility, and a new name that God is putting on your shoulders. This will transform your life. Join us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello, loyal listeners. It is good to be with you once again for another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and my sidekick. Sidekick. Sam Robertson. We have to say that since we were last on air, we broadcast an episode where I introduced you as my sidekick. Sidekick. As in kick the air, as in kick a football. As in side. As in B-side. Yeah. But everybody heard... Sidekick. Sidekick, as in... The new age practitioner. So, just so we're all clear, loyal listeners, we do not approve of anything that's to do with psychicness. And I am not a psychic, I'm a prophet. He's a prophet, (laughs) but he is a sidekick. Sidekick. But it caused real international uproar. I mean, the comments, we almost had more receptivity to that one comment than anything we've ever put out. So we are making it known today. Um, I'm a sidekick to Emma Stark, but I'm a prophet of the Lord. <laughs> just, just so our language. Yes. It must just be the Irish accent. Yeah, it must be. I mean, yes, potentially. But yes, potentially. I, I I will take that one as an, as an, okay. ul, an Ulster, an Nor- Northern Irishism. I yes. don't know. How are you, Sam? Yes. I am good. I am good. I'm excited to chat today. Um, we've just been reflecting on all our um, funny intros that you guys have listened to. I think there's this podcast has been downloaded and listened to um, over a quarter of a million times, and you have heard many humorous and strange introductions. So I'm sure you're very blessed and know us very well. (laughs) So today we're fasting. Yes. And we're in the middle of 21 days of fasting. We're freezing cold. We're coming to the end. My toes are numb. Yes. I'm hugging a cup of coffee. We're drinking litres of water. Litres of water. Running to the bathroom constantly. That's probably too much information. We're selling fasting, aren't we? We're selling fasting. But can we just have a mattress conversation? (laughs) (laughs) So this is done with Sam's permission. I'm not Uh, landing a minute, but it's done with his permission. So of course I'm working with, David and I are working with you and Bella, your uh, fiance, your intended. Yes. Uh, We're marrying you in in a short few weeks and we're doing marriage prep. And we stumbled into the most hilarious conversation. Normally I can keep my face straight doing marriage prep. But I laughed at you. Yeah. Most couples have really tense places where they butt heads, you know, really serious, serious. deep hearts. Um, we happen, that area happens to be the mattress. The and mattress as in the mattress you sleep on or, they, no, or that you're going to sleep on because yeah. you don't. And how many pockets, pocket springs it has. How many springs are in your mattress? Yes. Um, so um, one party wants 4,000 and the other party's not that bothered. <laughs> You can guess which one I am. The not bothered party. I never knew that it could be such an intense conversation. Yeah, Yeah, we did spend about 30 minutes on it. On does it matter what you sleep on once you're married? (laughs) Clearly, Surely you'll just be so excited to be... Because you've never even lived in the same city. No, we've lived six hours away the whole time. You've never even lived in the same nation. Yeah. Surely you'll be like, I'm just glad you're there, rather than... 
how many springs the, does this mattress have? The princess and the pea. Yeah, well, it really is that. But my favourite line was this. <laughs> what was it? If you don't buy me a nice mattress, I'll end up looking like Quasimodo. And nobody wants that. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> I have but... never met anybody who slept on an inappropriate mattress and looked like Quasimodo well, the next there, there's, morning. There's a first for everything, I can say that. But this is the joy of our soon-to-be-married life. The things we put heads about are never that that serious. the most hilarious. I mean, our viewers, tell us how passionate you are about the quality of the mattress. Let's see if it's something that that many people are passionate about or if it's just individual to our experience in our marriage. (laughs) No, to be fair, I... To be fair to Bella in all of this, you are either on your feet in a pair of shoes or lying in your bed sleeping on a mattress. That's where you spend most of your time. On your shoes or on your, or, mattress. On your mattress or in your shoes or on your mattress. So to be fair, you want good quality mattresses and good quality shoes. Absolutely. Because that's where you spend your time. Yes. So that's not unreasonable. No, it's not unreasonable. What is just hilarious is the passion behind it. It is. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, babe, we'll go with that. We'll go with a 4,000. You'll Pockets make it bug. happen. I'll make it happen, babe. Put it on your wedding list and then publicise it on Instagram. See if anybody, if anybody wants to bless us. Who wants to bless you with a 4,000 pocket sprung mattress. That is hilarious. The other debate that used to happen, maybe it's actually a thing. The other debate that used to happen between my parents was, do you have an electric blanket to warm the bed or not? Oh, yeah, we've had that. No, yeah. David point blank refuses. Yeah, I would refuse as well. I am warm. I sleep even in the winter with the windows open. For fresh air. Really? Yeah. Even in freezing yeah, conditions? Yeah, even in freezing conditions. I like cold, fresh air. Bella likes warm. So you would wake up in the morning and your face would be numb because of the Scottish weather. But, but I'd have slept well, I can tell you with that. With a numb face? Oh, yeah. Like with frostbite on your nose? Well, it's not that extreme because I'm un- <laughs> under a 14-tog down <laughs> duvet. I just remember the local fire chief um, who was a member of my dad's church saying, electric blankets are the number one cause of house fires. So, but that's like 40 years ago when I was was a child. I was going to say, they weren't as refined. Okay. So from how we sleep, God bless your sleep. God gives sleep Sleep to to those those he loves. To those he loves. We love that verse. Let's talk about the season that we're in. And may God bless your mattresses to be well sprung, your ambient bedroom temperatures to be pleasant. Oh, I've got a whole new blessing. You do. (laughs) You can play that. Put it on a CD to play before bed. May your mattress hold in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Is that disrespectful? I don't know. Anyway, okay, my friends, let's dive into the word of the Lord. That's another six minutes of nonsense Uh, we've just shared. Anyway, okay. Sam, what is God saying? Well, lots. I mean, we were flicking through our notes, but I have had just this push of the Spirit um, where God has been saying, particularly in this fasting season, over and over and over again, you're at the door. You are at the door. And just the rush of the Spirit of God who's saying, I'm getting ready to blow through you and to move you and to push you into a new identity and to push you over a threshold and over and out of a stuck place. And it's in this place where God is charging us to reject settling, Mm -hmm. to shake off our tendency, to drift. Because sometimes, can I say this very honestly to our watchers and our listeners, 
It is easier to drift and to settle than to stay on course and to push over the threshold. But right now, God is charging us to stay on assignment and to make some leaps forward into a new identity and into a new space. And I think if we could quote another one of a prophet's favorite verses, you'll hear it lots. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 as a verse for the season or a verse for the time for a great and effective door has opened to me and at it there are many adversaries that at the place of great opportunity there is great opposition as well and you can feel that swirling around. They go hand in hand, don't they? You can't get one without They go hand in hand. Your ability to move forward nearly always comes with a degree of great opposition. Absolutely. You just have to know that both coexist. Totally. And you have to be aware so that you can push through. And I think it's odd because we have these words of where you're about to, you know, come into your greatest influence. You're about to come into a, a spacious place of building, of trailblazing, of pioneering. But it actually can look and feel like the complete opposite because there's opposition at the I threshold. I think we're a little bit unkind Um in our conversations, our theological balance is off in that we do prophesy the goodness and the favour and the fruitfulness and the advancement of God, but we don't ever really temper it with some of the senses of actually the reality is for you to enter into that fullness, there is this wrestling. And I heard the Lord say this, you at this door will be overwhelmed by the size of the mantle of a fresh identity that God is going to put onto you, Mm -hmm. that the size of the identity, the weight of the mantle, the trust of God, the new name of God, this is about mantling in fresh identity. God says, if you are not careful, it will overwhelm you. He says this, I am looking for movements that will move with force versus just organizations at this time. And let me keep prophesying. The Lord says, you must now receive a new definition of yourself. You must receive a new identity. You must receive the new ability to be a solution because I am going to name you afresh. And the Lord is saying, will you receive my definition and my mantle of you for here a new identity is put on your shoulders and the Lord says will you name yourself as I now name you have you not says the Lord become mighty in faith have you not been tested have you not been tried have you not been found to be as polished gold now O Jacob become the Israel O now Abram become the Abraham O Sarai become Sarah will you receive the new identity and start to lift off the false identity that too long has sat on your shoulders that was right for a previous season but now is a statement of limitation for here is a God of much more who comes with his hands on your shoulders and says now will you work with who I say you are new identity says the Lord are now to be handed out by myself and I say a reforming is happening to you at this door I am giving you solutions for breakthrough I am giving you 
mantles for the increase of my government to be worked out through you, says the Lord, and my wind is blowing Come you on. into an uncomfortable place yeah. as I rename you, says the Lord. Whew, there's a word. There is a word. Can I just expose an enemy tactic while this yeah. is going on? So you're at the door, you're at the threshold. There is new weight bearing. There is a new identity that God yeah. wants to put on you. I think at that point, always when you're at the door, there will be a resurgence of a measure of insecurity. Very and good. some insecurities yes. that you have long killed, some insecurities that are ancient history and have been resolved mm -hmm. seem to re-emerge. Mm -hmm. And that can be really confusing because you can easily go down a shame path of, well, I thought I dealt with this. Yeah. I thought I'd overcome that insecurity. Yeah. That, that insecurity, I thought I'd had inner yes. healing for Come it. On. And the the Lord says that insecurity is not in you, it's in the atmosphere. And I think Satan turns up to your door and yeah. he puts in the atmosphere around you insecurities that in a previous season would have taken you out and would have stopped you wearing the mantle. Mm -hmm. Because Satan knows that when you partner with insecurity, you actually become unable by self-disqualification to mm -hmm. hold the heaviness of a new name or or to hold the yeah. heaviness of a new mantle. And I want to speak to you that this insecurity that you have started to even wrestle in these last yeah. few days and weeks, mm -hmm. they are not indwelling. They are in the atmosphere. And you need some bravery and some tenacity. And you need that warrior marshalling of your yeah. courage where you say, Satan, you're not going to yeah. get to dress me in that Come insecurity. On. You're not going to get to put a cloak of insecurity mm -hmm. on me or self-rejection -reje or self-sabotage when God is putting a cloak of a new identity and a new name on me. And it requires a real it's savviness in the spirit mm -hmm. to catch yourself Self and to not internalize the attack and to not internalize the atmosphere and to not internalize the siege that happens at the door, but to be able to say, I will pass through and look with all the greats in scripture and we can go through them all. Yeah. God has to deal with insecurity before they pass through the door. Jeremiah, over his age and voice, Moses at a burning bush, Gideon in the wilderness, yeah. you know, Joshua outside the gates. It is just the battle at the threshold. And you have to say, I will not wear the garments of insecurity and of self-rejection yeah. that Satan is trying to put yeah. on me. I will push them to a side so I can bear yeah. weight. It's very much that... Um, Nehemiah at the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's being asked to establish uh, this city yeah. and this building capability is upon him and yet uh, the enemy sends um, Sam Ballot and Tobias yeah, they, the, to that, that intimidation insecurity yeah. type challenge. voices challenge that says oh you're not that that's yeah. not your call you're too big for your boots type thing it's the wearing out by the report of Satan and rather than can I massage your shoulders or, or can I you know speak tenderly and can I send you for deeper healing something has got to rise up and say you know I'm going to clap no, I will not let that affect me. And I think, um, I don't know whether we've talked about it much, we've dealt with um, uh, many people who in this age 
are dealing with suicidal tendencies. It's like at the endemic of the age. And it seems to me that because we catastrophize our lives yeah. so quickly these days, that you can go from a place where you think, I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty name. I am magnifying the Lord. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're in that Philippians concept. And you can suddenly have a voice that starts to just remind you of something in your history that says, this is who you used to be. And suddenly the the catastrophizing or the grandizing of the pain is back and suddenly your life seems like it's worthless, almost like that. Yep. And I do think there is this place where there is a right moment where you rub a back and you, you and you give tea and sympathy and you say, well, actually, you know, this, let's yeah. talk about this and maybe you need some medication or some counseling. But actually what, what I think you and I are finding in our coaching of other people is this, this place at the door where you say, rather than rub, rub your back, pat, pat, there, there, cotton candy yeah. fluff, we start to say, something in you has to rise up that says, don't you dare speak to me like Come that. On. Because actually, this is not the day where I'm just fighting for the status quo. This is not the day, says the Lord, where you're fighting just to maintain where you've always Come been. On. But the Spirit of the Lord says, it is a sign that I am giving you new names, new strengths, new mantles, new outrageously sized capabilities because you are having to rehash or hear the rehashing of who you used to be by a voice that is not mine. And the response must be immediate, don't you dare, enemy. Come on, because, I mean, insecurity, what is it? Fear, ultimately, that is what it is. And that is always the method of Satan. You know, he turns up with fear in different ways all the time, but it's always a fear base that makes you want to yeah. shrink back. And I've been in the story of um, 1 Samuel 3 and the calling of Samuel and just the, the mm -hmm. epic transition for, you know, when the word of the Lord was rare at the beginning to where he grows old and the word of the Lord, common. you know, is common. Yeah. But there's this little verse tucked in that Samuel's had this call. I mean, uh -huh. imagine your first prophetic word being to proclaim judgment on the house of priests that have existed for, yeah. for decades and decades. His first prophetic word is proclaim yeah. judgment on the house of Eli. But it talks about how Samuel had to muster his courage in the morning and he had to go and he had to open the door. And on the other side was Eli. And you can see this war in Samuel. Yeah. Will I speak or will I not? He yeah. actually said he was afraid. Will I say what God has said yes. or will I temper it and keep it down? And he had to have this moment of, mm -hmm. I may not be feel qualified. This may be my first yeah. prophetic word. I'm not quite sure of the outcome, mm -hmm. but I will be obedient to what God has asked of me and I will say the word. And the word, though it be brutal, it is a signaling of an entire new epoch in yeah. life in Israel. It is the beginning of a new day on the other side of the door. But he had to feel the weight of the mantle, feel the weight of the call and not shrink back in fear and go to the other side of the door mm -hmm. and choose to be silent. He had to speak. Mm -hmm. And there is this thing of, I do think sometimes in our age, we play the game of insecurity. Yes. And we play into each other and the they're yes. there 
can I say, sometimes is the medicine, but the there there can very quickly become the empowerment of an insecurity mm -hmm. where you give it unmerited space and we have to be able to discern when does this person need a there there I will hear, but when does this person need a that is a lie, that is not you. Do not let the enemy yeah. steal your portion and steal your future and take your responsibility. Kill yes. that kill that insecurity, put it to bed and make the choice to not listen to those words anymore. It is that sense of, do I love you well enough to say, don't you dare say that about yourself again. I won't stand for yeah, it. Yeah, come on. You actually got Satan's words in your own mind. Absolutely. You're speaking what Satan says about you. I, the, the, and, I, and the bravery to say, you've actually... Um, invoked a curse against yourself Absolutely. and you're sharing it with me like it's a pain. You're sharing it with me like it's a suffering and you're wanting me to sit in your dirt as some kind of uh, empath or some kind of sympathetic shepherd. But actually, I love you way beyond empathy and sympathy. I love you according to the call of God on your life. So actually, what might sound like harsh yeah, yeah, coaching yeah. is actually a quality of love that says, don't you dare settle for that lie. And so I think the message today and the homework, because you know we love a bit of homework, we do, we do. is that sense of saying to the Lord, who do you say that I am right now? What is my new name? What is the identity? What is the mantle you are putting on me at this effectual door? You've got to sit and ask God those questions. Don't come and say to me, oh, I never reached my potential or it was prophesied, but I never apprehended it or I'm still waiting for the fullness of God. I'm still, you know, in essence, what you're saying is I'm still at the effectual door oh. I've not entered in. If you won't do the work, oh, we're sounding like prophets right now, yeah. aren't we? If you won't do the work to say, what have you put fresh on my life? What is my identity? Come on. What is my new name? What is the thing that you are handing to me that maybe I didn't have yesterday, but because I've done due diligence in character and training and I've lent into this holy life, lifestyle. Now comes the God who says right out of the parable of the talents or the parable of the minors, look, you have been faithful with yeah. the previous season. That means you have increased. It is always the principle of God that he increases. And even if you feel like by your own measurement, something died, sometimes you have got to hear that the Lord says, well done, good and faithful yeah, servant for a season that you are misscoring, that you're actually thinking success in the previous season looked like something completely different. But actually God says, no, you were successful because you were faithful. You were successful because you never gave up on me. Yeah. You were successful because you were like Job and you didn't curse my name. And I score your previous season of success, now be brave enough to say, God, who do you say that I am? And when Jesus is standing in Matthew um, 16 and he's saying to his disciples, who do you say that I am? And he's wanting the name that then is released by Peter. Where he says, you know, you, you don't know this by natural means, you know, you're the Christ, you're the son of God. And, 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 and Peter gives Christ his name. Who do you say that I am? And, and, and Jesus pushes that even that his own identity might be realized. I think the reverse happens where Jesus is pushing us and saying, who is your identity yeah. that you might have a moment where you recognize yeah. who you now are, just as I had a moment in Matthew 16, where it was recognized who I was. Yeah. And suddenly, 
actually in the right naming, there comes another level of mantle and another level of yeah. receiving. Because in the naming of Christ, then Peter gets a new name, the rock. You are Peter. Back and, and forth. And, and there Back is this, and forth, this the promotion. Yes. And then the authority of the ecclesia, you know, and the gates of hell yes. shall not. And the right naming brings a different level of authority yes. and a different level of commissioning. And some of you, can I say it as well, are laboring under the illusion of a name that God has not given you. Come on. And you have formed yourself according to the identity of your family history, the identity of others, even the identity that you have put yourself at under of smallness and God says no you need fresh eyes and fresh ears mm -hmm. to hear the name that I am saying out of my mouth for in it there is a greater authority that I want to put on your life. I'm fascinated by how God talks about his own name yeah. and how he names himself uh, repetitively so we get the breadth of the fullness yeah, yeah. of who he is whether he's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rather, oh, Lord. Yeah. One of my favorites is Lord Sabaoth. Yeah. God of angel armies, the, the weight yeah, of his military names is one of my, the Emmanuel, the God is who is with us. But then equally how much he continually renames his own people, you know, uh, where, where Peter the Rock, uh, yeah. um, Jacob becomes Israel, this whole place of worship, yeah, yeah. the naming of the nation of Israel, meaning those who have prevailed and who have overcome the, 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 the new Jerusalem, this new name being given to a city and where he's saying, come on, there's a new heaven, there's a new earth, there's a freshness here. Uh, look at the Revelation scriptures to the seven churches, at the, the first three, four chapters of Revelation. To him who overcomes, I will give a new name. What about when Jesus describes himself as having names written on his thighs? You know, I've written your name in the palm of my hand, God says. This, this, this importance to God, the naming of places and the naming of people and the understanding that I don't just think of myself as Emma Faith Stark or you as Sam Robertson, you need a middle name, I'll yeah. find you on. But that sense of that I'm continually under the naming of God who is reframing my identity by upgrading my name because there has been the sense of trustworthiness in the previous season. Yeah. And just the sense that we're defined from another realm and yes. by another realm and we are of another kingdom. We are mm. of another people. We are of another domain and we are not defined circumstantially or by the world or even by the name that our parents gave us, though we honour that and love the yeah. personality that that brings to us. But the sense of the definition uh, that the king gives to his people who are part of his kingdom yeah. and the need for us to be so anchored in that and in mm -hmm. our identity yeah. that is of another realm, of yeah. a higher realm, yeah. uh, uh, the, you know, the God who sets eternity in the hearts of men, the God who defines us according to his kingdom and the need for us mm -hmm. in days, can we anchor it into the season, in days of great chaos in the mm -hmm. earth mm -hmm. and of great diminishing yes. and of great uh, planting and of raising up, yeah. if you are not defined by another realm, by the kingdom of God, yeah. if your name is not not you're not secured in the name, but that the, the king gives you as part of his kingdom, it is really easy to be tossed by every if, wind if of change that comes. I, I'm fascinated by the God who comes to Adam and says, you name the animals. And the sense of the conferring of identity, yeah, yeah, yeah. function, description, role really in the good. earth. You know, a, a lion and God says, well done. Alan. You know, I, I'm proud of you. Well done, Adam. It's good. Yeah. Why? Because you're naming things appropriately. 
appropriately as they are in the in yeah. the heavens, yeah. so they are in the earth. Why? Because they're created after their kind. Right. What kind? The kind that's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. heavens. And so when Adam says, that's a roaring lion, God says, yes, it is, my son, well done, because of the power of naming something. And so right now, as we come to the end of this episode, I bless you to know what God calls yeah. you and to have fresh ears to understand that the naming of God is conferring a new identity and is dropping a new mantle on you. And I bless you into that in Jesus' name. Woo, that went fast. Yeah. So thank you for your company in this episode of What the Prophets Say. Join us again for another chat. Emma Stark and my sidekick, Sam Robertson. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview view of getting people free from demonic oppression, you'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.